Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Seberg, and I am your host. Today, we'll be talking to Dieter Hess. He is co-founder and managing partner of CodeSys. Dieter and I will talk about how OPC UA has been implemented into the CodeSys automation platform. Amongst other things, Dieter will share his customers' motivation for and how they work with the OPC UA companion specs. Hello, Dieter. Thanks for joining. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Dieter, please introduce yourself and also your company, CodeSys, to our listeners. My name is uh, Dieter Hess, and uh, as you already told our audience, I'm co-founder and CEO of the CodeSys Group. CodeSys is a vendor of um, hardware-independent ISC 1131 automation platform. That means we have a development system and a runtime system running on industrial PCs or embedded devices, and it covers the whole uh, requirements of uh, software, aut automation software. The company was founded in 1994, so 28 years ago, and we continuously develop all software components you need to automate a system and to uh, equip control devices with software. In general, we supply to device manufacturers, so PC vendors like Schneider Electric or ABB, for example, or Beckhoff. But we also have end users as customers. And they uh, use our software on, on standard hardware-like industrial PCs. Because we are quite a long time in the market, our software is really widespread. So we sell more than or we equip more than 1.5 million devices every year new with our runtime system. Wow, that's an amazing number. Two big numbers, 28 years experience, uh, 1.5 million devices, you say, every year, and they go around the world. Are they limited to specific areas of the world? or No, our software is used in all parts of the world. Of course, our home market, uh, Germany and Europe, we are quite strong, but uh, we have for more than 10 years a subsidiary in China. And it's also in China a well-known brand, CodeSys. And in the United States, we also have a subsidiary. And uh, we have really good growth and uh, really good customers in the United States for more than a decade. Sounds great. Looking forward to to learn from you, a person with so much uh, experience in the industrial automation market. So let's move into and talking about uh, CodeSys in combination with uh, OPC UA. So you implemented OPC UA originally and, and OPC UA into your uh, automation platform. Uh, when was that? And as far as you can Remember, what were your considerations at the time to do exactly that? Yeah, we started around 2000 to implement OPC. At that point, we had a big end user who wanted to use OPC as a foundation of new PC-based automation. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, then we implemented and it was immediately used in a, on a quite big scale. Uh-huh. So with really uh, ten thousands of of items. And then, of course, over the time, OPC OA became the natural successor of of OPC. And then we also implemented OPC OA, and we still develop on it, implement new features. So it's uh, it's important part of our product, which is supported. Uh, by a dedicated communication team. Very good. I understand that your customers like the seamless integration in the programming and, and runtime environment. Can you comment to that maybe? Yeah, this is maybe uh, the biggest difference between us and uh, normal, let's say, technology provider of an OPC OA stack. It's, it's completely integrated in the system. That means there is no additional design in process. If you decide for our OPC OA package, you get, of course, a OPC OA stack in the runtime system, but also some configurators in the development system where you can select the symbols you want to see on OPC OA, and then it's automatically linked to the application. Okay. So there is no real programming need to add an OPC server to your application. You just select the symbols you want to export. And then these symbols are exported according to the PLC Open OPC UA model. So you talked about an OPC UA server. Do you provide an OPC UA client as well? Yes, we also provide an OPC UA client. The OPC OA client is supported as a library together with some code, how to use it, some application template. But we also have a so-called data source configurator. And there you describe which symbols you want to use. And then these symbols are automatically created as, as variables and automatically retrieved from the OPC server. And then you just get a and current value of each item you configured in the data source configurator. This can be used for the application as well as for our HMI component. Okay, to round off this section, any other elements you support pops up, maybe certification, other yeah. things that you want to share with our listeners? So we, we also have a pops up library and um, application template, how to use it. A very important part is uh, we support at least a lot of the OPC OA security features, especially uh, encrypted communication. One point which I want to mention in particular is the because we have a object-orientated system, uh-huh. we also support the OPC OA method call. So you have through OPC OA a remote call mechanism based on the on the standard method call of OPC UA. And yeah, since 2021, we support also the OPC UA companion spe- specs. Okay, let's stay with them for a bit. So when and, and why did you decide to implement and which companion specs? Yeah, companion specs are in general a, a good match to our system because our system supports all the object-orientated extensions of the IEC 1131 Edition 3. So there is object orientation in the system anyway. 
And this is a, a very good match to the companion specs. We support them because in general there was a request mm -hmm. and it's a, a good way to do communication on an object-orientated basis. For those listeners who do not know what it stands for, can you say two words on the IEC 1131-3? Okay, the IEC 1131, it's the standard for PLC programming. It defines five programming languages like structured text, uh, function block diagram or ladder logic, sequential function chart. And uh, it also defines a common declaration model for, for variables. Right. It's really widely used and accepted. There are very few companies not supporting it. All main PLC vendors support it. And with CodeSys is the most common uh, used hardware-independent system. So it, it's used on one hand by PLC manufacturers right. and on the other hand by end users directly on standard hardware. So how does the integration of the companion specs exactly look like? I mean, what are the typical steps and how long does it take a customer to, to get a companion spec into the controller? So first, of course, you need a companion spec, which is uh, supplied as a XML description of the information model, of the OPC UA information model. And there is a possibility to import it. You have an additional configurator. So for the PLC Open IC1131 information model, we have a configurator where you just check which symbols you want to export. If you have a companion spec, you import it in a different configurator. And then the other way around, we create data types from this companion spec in the application. Mm -hmm. And then you create instances of these data types, which are derived from the companion spec. And these instances are automatically associated with the OPC OA server. And then you automatically have an OPC OA interface according to that companion spec. Okay. That's the way how it's integrated. Very good. Can you share with us how the cooperation with the OPC Foundation during, you know, such a development, how that works? In general, we have, we are a member of the OPC Foundation since yeah, nearly 20 years. We regularly, of course, participate in interoperability workshops. And whenever we have implementations or implemented, we also give feedback how easy or difficult it is right. to implement the standard. Of course, it's always uh, the ultimate test of a standard when you implement it. And yeah, of course, we are have an ongoing certification process. Of course, we, we want to have our product uh, certified. Yes, <laughs> good. Very important, right? I, I recall when I was on the road with Stefan, that's a couple of years ago, but I would typically always do the certification part. And yes, it is very important, I think. You know, there's uh, always a couple of options out there. And for customers who know that your product has been certified, gives them a good feeling, right? Sure. I mean, we know that our product is interoperable from the uh, workshops, right. from the interoperability workshops. But also, of course, from our field experience, because it's really widely used. But of course, it's a different thing if 
if you have a certificate as well from the OPC Foundation. Exactly. So can you share with us how your customer then works with the companion specs? For the customers, companion specs are quite new. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. very interesting for them. It's attractive. But of course, it's a new technology. On one hand, we have a lot of PLC vendors who want to implement it in their new products. But of course, it's implemented not in legacy devices, but in, in new products. And they are on the way to, to roll them out to the market. On the other hand, of course, the, the real users are the machine builders and plant builders. And for them, it's also very interesting. They try to use it a lot. Most of the end customers also define their own companion specs. Uh -huh. We're using that technology to define it in their domain. Yeah, but they are very, very interested. But we are in the very beginning. The, the market adapts it right now. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So what is the motivation of end customers to use the OPC UA companion spec? So when you have an application and then you first define an information model, mm -hmm. then map to OPC UA or implement using OPC UA, this is also some, some engineering time you need. And uh, especially if there are a lot of parties Uh, you need time to agree on some information model. And if you have a predefined model, that saves just a lot of time. And one strength of the companion specs and information models defined by the companion specs is that they are not defined by PLC vendors, but by the users them themselves. I mean, all these uh, working groups hosted by the VDMA, the German Machine Builder Association, and they define all these companion specs for different applications like uh, packaging machines or injection molding machines. Right. And this saves a lot of engineering time. And it also allows parties not uh, necessarily cooperating to offer for the same industry branch products for the general use so you can imagine that you have packaging machine and on the other hand let's say a feeder that feeds some paper or some packaging material into it and then based on this companion spec these both machines can communicate without the necessity to agree on on a protocol because it's just predefined Or another example could be companies doing some data collection and analysis, and they can, for example, for injection molding machine, supply a general purpose software that does all this without the necessity to write a lot of adaptation software for the different machineries, just by relying on the, on the information models defined in the companion spec. The same could apply, for example, for a generic HMIs for a certain type of, of machinery. Another really attractive thing is if you're a large operator of a certain kind of machinery, let's say you are a big manufacturer of consumer goods and you have a lot of packaging machines, you just tell all your suppliers, we want to have in our packaging machines the corresponding OPC UA companion spec or the information model based on these companion specs. And then you can have some general purpose management software 
for all your machines without the necessity to adapt it to every single machine type. So just to sum it up, if you have one agreed standard for your information model, which scales from sensors, controllers, and can be used up to your IT infrastructure in the cloud, you save a lot of engineering time and has a ready-to-use standard. Kutsis, with the implementation of the companion spec, is ready to host this data and allow all clients to, to use it immediately. Thank you. That was a very nice, uh, clear description of how standards, in this case, OBC UA codes this for itself, I guess, and also the specific standard for OBC UA make the market, you know, yeah. work, make facilitate the market. So we've, we've heard a lot about what you have been doing. You know, you say since 2000, you have been involved actively, actively building OPC UA into your CodeSys automation platform. Now, coming to a close, maybe you can share what is, what is your outlook? What is, what is on your roadmap? What do you see further happening in the combination of OPC UA and CodeSys? Of course, OPC UA, uh, we always need to complete everything, the functionality. So we plan to support the complete feature set for embedded profile. It's not very much missing, but just a few details. But especially for certification, it's important to complete it. One big focus for us is to make it even simpler for the user to use it. In the past, we concentrate on configuration of the mapping to the application, but we see uh, additional tasks in simplifying the use of security. For example, the certificate management. This is very important because if security is not simple, the users are not using it, and then it's meaningless or makes no sense to have it as a feature. Yeah, should not be, right. Mm -hmm. Another point is that we want to better integrate in a bigger environment with a lot of different OPC UA servers, a lot of different clients. So we want to improve the possibility to connect to global discovery servers. Okay. We, we will not offer one from us, but we want to cooperate seamless to, with global discovery servers. Yeah, that's basically what is on the close roadmap. Dieter, thank you very much for sharing your, what do we say? 2000, more than 20, over 20 year experience from your company, CodeSys, with OPC UA. If you, dear listener, want to learn more about OPC UA, maybe some specific companion specifications, we talked about them in general today, other pieces of the OPC UA technology about the OPC Foundation, uh, we suggest maybe you want to listen to preceding OPC UA Foundation podcast editions. You can visit the website, opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics, maybe you're interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the OPC UA companion specification working groups. Dieter just suggested, proposed, you know, that's being done by DMA. Maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation. Otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail address in the podcast notes. It was Great to have you with us today. If you like what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news, and looking forward to having you with us again. And Dieter, thank you very much for having been my guest today. 
Peter, thank you very much from my side and see you on the, the next event. Looking forward to it, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.